he lives. He lives within my heart.
He never gave up. Have your way. Survey the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. All the struggles within me well, There's been times I've strayed away And even times I could not pray But somehow my faith would say Just hold on, there's a brighter day He never gave up He never gave up That was enough You could see who I was before I'm sure that you'll agree He never once ever gave up on me If your back's against the wall And you feel all hope is lost If you've often asked yourself Is there a reason to go on? He looks beyond your guilt and shame You see His mercy takes the blame So forget about your past And praise the Lord, you're free he never gave up, he never gave up, mercy reached down, and that was enough, if you can see who I was before, I'm sure that you'll agree, he never once ever gave up on me. If you could see who I was before, I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. You could see who I was before. I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. If you could see who I was before. I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. Never gave up. He never gave up. Mercy reached down, and that was enough. If you could see who I was before, I'm 
never gave up on me. If you could see who I was before, I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. Pray for him as they sing this song this morning. He knows my he knows my name.
this morning. You know what she stands in need of. You know what she's come for. And Lord, that's all that matters, Lord. You know everything about us, but yet you still love us. We just ask you, Lord, today, grant unto her the desires of her heart. Lord, I'm so glad that we can come to the altar. And I'm so glad we can call upon a living God. And, and Lord, I know, Lord, he has eyes and you can see, ears and you can hear, and arms and you have strength that you can pick up today, Father. And Lord, I just pray you have all power in heaven and earth uh, uh, to do all things today. And we just ask you right now, meet the need around this altar with our sister today. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Do it, letters. Bless him, Lord. Yes. It's good to be in God's house today. Yeah. 
today in the book of Hebrews chapter number 10 this morning, verse number 31, one verse of scripture, book of Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number, when you think about this today, uh, as we're going to preach just a little while upon the thoughts this morning, sinners uh, in the hands of the living God this morning, sinners in the hands of, of the living God, because it says there it is a fearful thing uh, to fall into the hands of the uh, uh, living God. He's the only true and living God this morning. Uh, uh, you can go, why? Yes, he died, but yet what? But you know what? On the third day, uh, uh, he arose again. He said, I am he that was dead, and I'm alive, and I'm alive uh, uh, forevermore this morning. He has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Uh, he's the one that has them. So if you don't want to go to hell, if you want to go, uh, if you want to get out of the grave and go to heaven, then you know what you got to do is you got to come up. Uh, uh, by the way of Jesus Christ this morning. There's a lot of things that people fear uh, uh, in this world that we live in today, uh, uh, but they're fearing the wrong things because you know what? There's a warning against man fear. Uh, and there's a lot of man fear in the world that we live in today. Uh, uh, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 28, uh, it says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Luke chapter 12, verse 45, 4 and 5 says, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after they have no more than they, that they can do, but I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him this morning. It is a fearful thing, uh, listen, for sinners to fall into the hands of the living God. Uh, you know what? We can fall at His feet right now, uh, and we can get forgiveness of our sins, and we don't have to fear what's going to happen to us uh, when we close our eyes in death, or we can uh, reject Him uh, and turn against Him, and you know what? And we'll be falling into His hand that uh, has power not only to kill the body, uh, but also to cast it in the soul uh, into hell this morning. This message this morning 
is up on the judgment of, of God this morning. It's not a, it's not a pleasant one. Uh, yet, you know, we find more in the Word of God upon judgment uh, than we do love. Think about this. You know, we got to know what we're going to escape. And I know we're living in a time where all we want to do is we want to hear the feel-good messages. We want to hear uh, uh, what we want to hear. And we want to hear the things that's pleasing. Uh, and a lot of times we as preachers, we want to preach the things uh, that's going to make people happy. It's going to make people glad. Uh, and you know what you can say this morning? I'm preaching a message this morning. Uh, if those that need to take heed to it, uh, I will leave here happy, happier uh, than they ever been before. Uh, have more joy than they ever had before. Why? Uh, because a man named Jesus don't want you to fear him. He wants you to come to him in your sins. Be forgiven of your sins because it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So you think about this and you know what? Jesus spoke of judgment again and again. In book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 21 through 24 he says here woe unto thee a Corson, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, then would they repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thy Carpurnia, which is exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell, for if the mighty works which had been done in thee, had been done in Solomon, uh, Sodom, uh, it would have remained until this day. Uh, but I say unto you that if you shall be more tolerable uh, uh, for the land of Solomon, the day of judgment, uh, uh, than for you. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about judgment. Uh, uh, you know what? I believe judgment's going to be worse for America uh, than it is for any other country. Why? Because uh, uh, we're founded upon God's Word. And if God's Word had been preached uh, and had opportunity to be preached and taught in other countries, countries, uh, uh, they would repent it, uh, and they, you know, think about that, but we as Americans, uh, uh, we have forgot about God, we forgot about the things of God, uh, and we uh, we're looking for easy things, and we say, well, God, a God of love, uh, He would never judge me, He would never do this to me, uh, and you're right, you do it to yourself. You do it to yourself. Not only did Jesus speak about it, but also Paul preached it. In Acts chapter 17, verse 30 through 31 says, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath anointed appointed a day in the which we, uh, he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Uh, you know what? Wherefore he hath given assurance unto all men in, in that he hath raised, raised him from the dead. You think about that. God tolerated adultery with disgrace in this world, but now, you know what? Now, you know what? He is given a complete revelation and demands he commands everyone uh, uh, to repent. At one time he winked at man's ignorance, uh, but we have no more uh, 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 no more excuse for being ignorant of God and the things of God. Even though people turn their deaf ear, even though people says I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to take heed to it, they still do not have an excuse because God gives it. God brings it across so you think about this. I'm going to give you three things this morning. Uh, talking about sinners in the hand uh, of the living God this morning. You, number one, it is certain uh, that men or um, men unbelievers shall fall into the hands uh, 
of the living God. It is certain we're going to stand before God and we're going to give an account for the things we've done in our bodies, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Why are we going to fall into, why is sinners going to fall into the hands of the living God? Because God's Word declared this to be true. God's Word is what matters. God's word, you know, think about this. Live in view of the coming judgment. Uh, uh, The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 9 through 10, uh, uh, Rejoice, young young man, in in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee uh, in the days of thy youth, and walk in in the ways of thine heart, uh, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou uh, uh, that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore remove sorrow from thine heart. Put away evil from thy flesh for, for childhood and youth are vanity. What is this? This is a warning given to young men here that they, that if one lives carefree, and you know what, and walks after the lust of their heart and the sight of the, and their eyes, and he will give an account of this. You can do, you know what, we can tell you as a child, my mom and dad told me, you better not do this, you better not do that. If you do it, there's consequences. You know what I'd do sometime? I'd go ahead and do it. There's consequences for that. Same way with God. What he's saying, we need to live with the end in view. I don't care how young you are. You know what? Look in the, look in the obituaries. Uh, you see young people every day dying and leaving this walk of life. Uh, and you think about this. We need to do everything we can because we're going to give an account for one. Uh, it's to be judged for everything done in life, whether it be good or whether it be evil or uh, uh, bad. Uh, in view of this, the young were advised to remove the things that will cause eventual sorrow of the heart and put away evil from their flesh so that these will be no pain and remorse at the time to come. Uh, uh, we can live a much easier life. You think about this, you give your heart and life to Jesus at a young age, uh, and you know what? You will have a much better life uh, and a lot less cons- a lot less troubles in your life if you do that. You can take a person that gives their heart to the Lord at a very young age, and you can take a person that lives their life for the world, for the pleasures, for the devil, Same age, you can put them side by side, and I promise you that that one that's lived for the devil looks much older, has more scars, and has more troubles. Why? Because you know what? Sin bringing forth death. Sin causes a lot of troubles. And it is certain. It ain't a maybe. It ain't a, uh, it, it might happen. No, it is certainly that we all are going to stand before God, but the sinners are going to fall into the hands of the living God, the one that can not only kill the body, but, in the cast, uh, in, but uh, in cast the soul uh, into hell this morning. So we need to remember that. Uh, live like the ends in view. Uh, people say, well, I got to sow my wild oats. I got to do my own thing. Uh, I promise you, you go out here. Uh, And you know what? You'll get a hold of things that you don't need to get a hold of. I can walk by a poison oak now. I remember last year I was riding my lawnmower. And a day or two later I looked down and there's three little spots right there on my arm. Looked down and said, where'd that come from? No less when I was uh, near the wood line there, my arm must have got it. I didn't mean for it to get it. But it got, I got too close to it. 
And man, that caused you a lot of that caused you a lot of anxiety. Stuff itches, and they tell you not to scratch it. You put put all this lotion on it and do all these things, and and you know what? And it don't help. And what what I'm trying to say is live. You know, don't live as far away from God. Just remember, we're going to give an account for God. Uh, Live the best we can. Do the best we can. The greatest testimony you can give on earth uh, is, you know what? Say, I gave my life to Jesus at a young age. I've lived for Him. Uh, I've not done this, and I've not done that, and I'm thankful uh, that I have not done that because it's not caused me as much trouble as I could have had. Not only because God's word declares this to be true, because you know what he says, as we read earlier at the time, at the time of this ignorance, God winked at it, but now commands every man everywhere to repent because he hath appointed a day in which we will be, he will judge the world in righteousness that the man whom he hath ordained, uh, that by, that the man whom he hath ordained and the one he ordained was Jesus, whereby he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. So you think about this, not only because God's word declares it to be true, but because God spared not His only begotten Son uh, when He was made sin for us. He gave us the most precious thing He had for us. And you know what? If I I give you the most precious thing I have and you take and reject it and abuse it, you know what's going to happen? I'm probably not going to be as patient as God. I'm going to probably go ahead and give you wrath that I can. But he gave his only begotten son. That's what we're getting ready to do. We celebrated Christmas. Think about this. Just a few more short months ago, uh, short months ago, now we now we in the Easter season. We're getting ready to re- the re- the resurrection. What happened? Jesus came, uh, and the Bible says in Revel, I mean Romans chapter eight verse thirty two, He that spared not His own Son, uh, but delivered Him up for us all. How shall be, uh, He not with Him also freely uh, uh, give us all things? Uh, and you know what? He will not spare those who spurn, reject uh, uh, His love. You know He offers His love, uh, but He's not going to make no. Everybody love him. You know, you can offer your love to some people and they won't love you. God offers his love to us. And that's how he offered, that's how much he loved us. And you know what you think about? Because he laid my sins and your sins on his back, turned his back on his only begotten son, that's a certain that we're going to have to stand, they're going to have to stand and you know what? Fall into the hands of the living God. The third thing here, because God has dealt in judgment with sinful men before. If he did not judge us, judge this world, judge the sinners of this world, you know what? He'd have to go back and apologize and repent for, for, for what he'd done in Noah's day, uh, uh, what he'd done in Solomon Gomorrah's day, what he'd done in the land of Egypt. Uh, uh, you know what? When he let them out, let them to Canaan land, what did he do? He put judgment on everyone 20 years old and upward. Uh, uh, why? Because of the way, the things that they did there. Uh, I said, but in the days of Noah, the Bible says in Matthew 24, uh, uh, but as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, uh, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, married and giving in marriage until the day that Noah uh, entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What's happening in our world today? There's a lot of eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. 
You know what? A lot of things, the same thing that's happening then is happening now. Not only that, was it, but also not only in Noah's day, and that's how we can look at the signs of the time. When we can begin to see things the way it was in Noah's day, Noah preached for 120 years. And in 120 years, you know how many got saved? Eight. Eight precious souls were put into the ark. Eight. Look at the thousands and maybe millions of people that was on the earth. But only eight precious souls made it. Why? Why? Because they was more involved in eating and drinking and marriage. They was more involved in the pleasures things. They was more involved in the things of this world than they were. They, they rejected God's word and when, when he preached to them. And you think about, you know what? We've never saw fire and brimstone fall from heaven. They never saw rain the way we see it today. The rain always comes up from the bottom of the earth. And you know what? It would water the flowers and all that. But then, you know what? After Noah got the ark built and everybody got on and God said this enough of rain begin to fall for 40 days and for 40 nights and you know what happened it destroyed all those that what did they do they fell into the hands of the living God and you know what Solomon Gamar in Jude chapter chapter one only one chapter anyway five through seven says I will therefore put you in remembrance Though you once knew this, how that the Lord, have, have, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels were, which kept not their first estate, but, but let the, let their, uh, left their own habitation. He has reserved an everlasting change under a darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Uh, and then verse 7 says, Even as Solomon, Gomorrah, and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication uh, and, uh, and going after strange flesh, and set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of, of eternal life. What happened was uh, a fornication is any any uh, any un wedded couple, uh, uh, sex between any uh, unwedded couple, uh, uh, that's what fornication is. That's all we have in the world we live in. We always talk about homosexuality, uh, and we, yes, that was part of it, but you know what? There was all kind of other uh, uh, sexual sins that were going on during them days, uh, and you know what? What's happening in the world today is the same thing uh, that was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, sinners in the hands of a living God, you may look at me and think I'm crazy, uh, uh, but I believe it's sooner than it's ever been Jesus's soon going to come up and when he comes he's going to judge, judge this world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment to come think about that it's coming and we need to realize and we don't have to do that I'm going to get to the good part in a minute because you think about this in, it goes strange flesh men with men women with women you know what are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire What's going to happen? This earth's going to be destroyed by fire. So he gave us an example, Solomon Gomorrah. You know what? Before this happened to Solomon Gomorrah, you could look at it. Why? Because Abraham and Lot were together. Their herdsmen could not get along. So they, be, they decided to part ways. And Abraham told him, he said, you pick where you're going to go and I'll go the opposite way. And Lot picked, he looked and he saw a place of Solomon Gomorrah. It was beautiful for eyes to behold, just like this world is beautiful. And he chose 
to go there. And the Bible says that his heart was vexed daily because of the things that were happening there. They come to his house and they try to get in. He had he had angel. He had men that come to his house and they tried to get in. Uh, uh, he offered his daughters and they tried to do all of this. Why? But when he went, there was a beautiful place. But today, nothing ever grows. It's been destroyed. You go to Capernaum today. I've been to Capernaum. You go there today, and and the city walls are darkened. What's left of it? It's just, it's destroyed. A place that used to be very fruitful, a place that used to be very uh, uh, for God, and uh, God done great things there. Today it lays desolate. Why? Because it got away from God. And we need to remember that. Luke, because you know what goes on in Luke, says in the days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. They shall say to you, see here or see there, go not after them nor follow them, for as the lightning uh, 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 that lighteth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, uh, uh, so shall also the Son of Man be in that in his day. Uh, but first must, be, uh, must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. Uh, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. Uh, uh, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came uh, and destroyed them all. Likewise also it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Man, does that not look like our world today? But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the days when the Son of Man reveal, is revealed. So you know what? It is a certain thing, certainly that man, unbelievers, will fall into the hands of the living God. Number two, it will be a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Why? Because of what God provided for sinners when Christ died. The greatest verse in the Bible, John three sixteen: For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, uh, think about that today. Uh, he provided also First John 3, 16 says, uh, Hereby perceived we uh, 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 the love of God. What he said by this, we know the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Uh, uh, the greatest gift ever made was Jesus when he give, was given to us that day. So it will be fearful. God said, I made a way. I made a way for you. I did all this for you and you still rejected me. That will be a fearful day because of the light that God had given to mankind. John 1, 9 says that we uh, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Uh, and also it goes on to say he's the Messiah was a true light uh, in, in chapter 3 of, of John. And this is their condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Uh, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. Man's winful, uh, willful rejected the light. The light coming into the world. Jesus was the light. And it showed man his evil deeds, what he needed to do. But men love darkness rather than the light. Nobody likes to see their imperfections. Nobody likes to see when they've done wrong. Nobody likes to do that. I don't either. But you know what? This Bible is a mirror. 
it will show us what we need to fix. We go to it, and you know what's so good about it? We see ourselves. And you know what? Just as uh, just as we can do things, and we can, uh, you know what? We go, and our hair's all messed up. I know some people wear it like that all the time. They go, like they get out of the bed and stick their light hand in a light socket, and, and they go woof. Now, I've never been raised that way. One thing about it: if I, my hair ain't fixed, I got a hat on. Most time, I fix my hair before I put a hat on. Not every time. Why? Because that's just the way I've been raised. I'm not saying nothing about everybody else. But what I'm saying is we come to the light, we look in there, we think we're so good looking, we think all this, and, and then we look in the mirror and we say, wow, what happened? That beauty rest didn't help me last night. But what happens is that's the same way with the Word of God. We come to the light, we see what we need to fix, but we don't want to because we love darkness, so we go back into the dark. So we can't see our imperfections or the things of that. But you know what? The hand of a living God is going to be fearful. Not only that, because of the future punishment that awaits every unbeliever. What happened to the rich man? The Bible says in the rich man, he fared sumptuously every day in Luke chapter 16. Man, he had it made. And you know what? And, and Lazarus was uh, laid at the rich man's gate daily. And he was full of sores. He was uh, begging of crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Uh, and then what happened was, it said, and Lazarus died. And the, the angels came and carried him to Abraham's bosom. Uh, and it says, the rich man also died. And in hell, and in, in hell, uh, he lifted up his eyes being in torment. Uh, uh, you think about that today. He saw all of these things. Things. And when he did that, he looked up and he saw Lazarus afar off and Abraham in his bosom. And he said, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water that he may cool because I'm tormented in my tongue because I'm tormented in this awful flame. So think about that. What happened was, you know what, no doubt Lazarus tried to tell him about Jesus, but he would not listen. But then he saw Lazarus. He was comforted. And now he was tormented. Who? You know what? I preached a message many years ago. Beggars in this life or the next life. The rich man was a beggar not in this life, but in the next life. Lazarus was a beggar in this life, but not in the next life. I'd rather be a beggar here and have the next life than not to be a beggar here and have to beg after. Because you know what? We can beg here and somebody, sometime they'll give us something. They'll come along, they'll help us. But there, you know what Abraham said? Even if we wanted to, we couldn't come to you because there's a great gulf fix here. We can't come to you even if we want. He said, now you're tormented and he's comforted. So you know what? It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, but the fearful and the unbeliever, unbelievable, unbelieving and the abominable and the murderer and the whoremonger and the sorcerer and the adulterer and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know what? You think about this this morning. Sinners in the hands of the living God. It is certain that men, unbelievers, shall fall into the hands of the living God. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And number three, how can a man escape the falling into the hands of the living God? Ain't you glad there's a way to an escape? That's, what, that's the best part of this. 
Yes, we had to hear all that other stuff, but the best part of this uh, is there is a way that we can escape this place. Uh, uh, God did not create hell for us. He created hell for the devil and his angels. Uh, uh, but because people have chosen to follow him, uh, the Bible says hell enlarges itself daily. Uh, and you think about this, we believe us in the heart of the earth. Uh, and that's why you see the volcanoes. That's why you see that when it gets so full. Uh, and you know what? It just uh, erupts out a little bit. More people going there, choosing to go there. Uh, uh, but you know what? How can I do that? By receiving Christ as your Savior. The one that went and died for you. The one that gave all for you. You know what? Receive Christ as Savior and Lord. The Bible says in John 1, 12, But as many as received Him to them, gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if I, if, if I shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised Him from the dead, thy shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How is this done? Only by faith. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe that he died and he rose. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourself, that is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He gave us everything. He came unto his own, and you know what? If you go back to John chapter 1, verse 12, and you go back to verse number 11, he came to his own. Who was his own? The Jews. And they received him not. And you know what? Then, but as many as received him, that means Jews, it don't matter who you are, Jews, Gentiles, what nationality, whoever you are, every man, boy, girl, woman, child, everybody's been born on the face of the earth has an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. And this is done by faith. You know what? I can only tell you, it, you can't really explain. It's hard to explain being saved. It's so exciting. It's so thrilling. It's such a change. It's, such a, it's, it's so simple that it confounds the wise. You know, all I remember, man, my heart was troubled and I couldn't rest. I knew I was lost and the, the Lord was just dealing with me. And, and, and man, I lay there many nights in my bed as, at 12 years old and I would, I knew that I was lost and I needed to go, I needed to make things right. And, uh, but I'm glad about midnight that one night I went in there and, and I knelt down a sinner just this far. And when I got up from around that waterbed, there was a change made. That's how that I can escape falling into the hands of the living God. All these gods out here people serve, they're not living. You can go to all these other tombs of all these other Muhammad and Buddha and all that. You can go there. And as I told you many times before, I'm so glad I don't serve a little fat man sitting on here. I've saw them in Chinese restaurants. I eat Chinese food. I pray to the God that I know, and I don't pray to Buddha. But I'm just saying, the living God. You know what? Gods have, a lot of gods have arms and they can't do nothing. They have eyes, but they can't see. Ears, they can't hear. But our God has eyes he can see, ears that he can hear, arms so strong that he can pick us up by the clays of sin. You know, take care of us this morning. But don't you want to escape that place? 
I don't, you know what, I want to escape that place. And I'm glad I heart and my soul. Have I been perfect? No. Have I made a lot of mistakes? Yes. But I'm glad, you know what, I'm sure not, I'm sure not what I used to be. I'm no clo- nowhere close to what I'm going to be, but I'm so thankful I'm not what I used to be. And Jesus loves you today. He cares for you today. And you know what? A lot of people's worried about this and worried about that. But the most important thing you need to worry about today is your soul. Because you know what? When you die, the only thing you're going to take with you in your casket is whatever your family puts in there. Most of the time, they put stuff in there, but before the casket is closed, they take it off. But you're not there anyway. But you know what? We can have... When my soul leaves this world in death, when I, my soul departs from my body, I'm so glad by the testimony, because what Jesus did for me, I can escape hell. And that's enough to be excited about today. You know why I'm happy? Because I don't have to go to hell today because of a man named Jesus. If you don't have, if you got Jesus in your heart, you can be happy. But if you don't, I pray that you're miserable And God gets a hold of your heart and you come to him and he makes you happy as we stand as ever heads bowed, no one looking around. Sister Angel, do you sing that the tune song about Buddha and stuff? You do you? Angie, I couldn't remember that. Amen. I know I don't know your hearts this morning, but God does. As ever heads bowed. As we, we tried to give you what God give us, it ain't always easy. It ain't always flow good, but you know what? That don't matter. The main thing is, is it's not about me. It's about you. If you don't know Jesus and the free pardon of sin, if you can't say without a doubt, if I was to die today, heaven would be my home, <clears throat> then you need to make things right with God if he speaks at your heart. Hey, maybe someone in the house of God today say, Preacher, I know I'm lost today. I need your prayers. Just let your hand up. Let me see it and you let it back down. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. If you're listening in the parking lot or on Facebook, just lift your hand. God sees it. And you know what you do by doing that? <coughs> you do the first thing. The first step in being saved is you got to you realize you're lost. That's the first step. You can't do it if you don't realize that you need something you don't need. You know, but when you realize it, that's what that's the first step of being saved. God knows your heart. Keep on keeping on, church Christians. It ain't going to be very long. When we see the signs of the times that's all around us, we ought to rejoice and be thankful. Why? Because our troubles and tribulations and heartaches are just about over. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. No hands being lifted, but that I could see. But Lord, you know the hearts and you know the lives of each and every individual under the sound of my voice today. I pray something's been said, something's been done as the song of invitation is played. Those that would need to come would come and get what they need from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. As they play something softly, if you have a need of this altar, or if you have a need and you don't feel comfortable coming to the altar yet because of what's going on, you bow your head in your seat. 
and ask God to help you. Think about this. Jesus done so much for us. He does so much for us. And He's going to do greater things for us. If you don't know Jesus and the free pardon of sin, you can. How about it? It's all because of the rugged, old rugged cross. Give you just a moment. God's speaking to you. Only you. By faith. Not nothing that we do. It's the gift of God. We just trust and have faith. I believe that's sufficient, brother. Amen. I've enjoyed being in the house of the Lord today. I hope and pray that you have been enjoyed being here. It's so good just to be in God's house. And uh, looking forward to what God's got in store for us in the near future. Just pray one for another. Pray that God would just lead, guide, and direct. And when you don't have nobody else to pray for, pray for your preacher. He always needs your prayers, and he always needs uh, help from, from the good Lord. And let's pray for the sick, pray for those of our church that uh, are sick and, you know, got uh, uh, people that's real bad sick. Let's remember them and remember Wednesday night live at 7. Is all hearts and minds clear this morning? It is still morning. All hearts and minds clear? How many's glad to come to God's house today? Amen. It's been good to be here. Let me get to the, let me get to the back door so I can uh, wave at you as you go out.